Maybe uh, I should tell my sandwich anecdote again. Yeah. Or I could just, we could just start the episode by me saying I should tell my sandwich anecdote and then never do it. Yeah, that would, uh, that would fuck him over, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hello, welcome to, uh, what is it, season two, episode four of Treem, Trashles Everything Around Me, a podcast all about bad reality television focusing on Love Island. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm feeling vindicated and I'm... I don't know the rest of that song, but all I remember is that someone screams vindicated on some song and that's how I'm feeling, Mm. exactly. And um, I think, first things first, I'd like an apology. From who? From you. For Why? doubting me in my pinpoint accurate character observation of the man, the myth, the absolute legend, Curtis Pollard. I don't know his second name. What's his second name? <laughs> Um, Pritchard Pritchard, yeah Curtis Pritchard A.K.A. Persona Non Grata Numero Uno More like Curtis Pritchard Am I right? Oh, fuck That's very good Yeah That's the name of the episode (laughs) Uh, I'm Nick, by the way Uh, Oh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) And uh, today I feel like shit I was out on the old razzle dazzle last night and uh the flat's too hot and i had all the windows open and obviously you know it's not good for recording so i tried to close them and now i'm sweating and i'm tired and i'm irritable but (laughs) (laughs) but here we are we're here to have a good time we're here to be your best friends your lovers your mothers your mistresses but if if I'm yeah. honest, this week of Love Island has, you know, even just even just recapping it in my head quickly before we started recording this, it's been a hell of a week. It's fucking draining. It's been a hell of a week. This season, you know, I think it's been entertaining throughout, but it always oh, really kicked in a gear. And I think Castro Moore previously has caused some drama, but this year it has turned them all completely insane. Nothing like. So when when did we last record? What was what was happening in episode three? Uh, I think people had just gone into Casaramore. Mm. Okay. Um, so I think we can quickly recap what's happened, and then go into you know the ramifications of that. Yeah. So uh, that's on you. Okay. Right. Uh, have you watched it all? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's okay. one episode I missed. Okay. One episode, which was sort of the middle Catherine Moore episode. I saw them go in, I saw them come out, and I've seen all the episodes since they came out. Great. But there's just one episode. Okay, so let's start with Catherine Moore. So this time, instead of the boys going over, uh, the girls went over. Um, 
traditionally, you know, the boys went over to a new place and the boys did play. This year it's kind of slightly different. Um, I'd say the girls are probably more likely to... Well, actually, no. It was kind of equal, really, in the end. There was only two recouplings. But anyway, mm. the girls went across to Castro Moore, six new lads. Uh, Ovi, who we kind of previously mentioned, who is a a god, essentially. A giant man. Six foot seven, deep, yeah. calming voice. His arms are so long, he can comfort two women at once. Yeah. Etc. etc. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then who else did we have? We had, uh, is it Melvin, who Moore has chosen? Melvin? Is that his name? Marvin? Marvin. Marvin and <laughs> Denon. Yeah, Mdenon. Yeah, there you go. Uh, um, Fetus Face. Yep. Uh, George, who Lucy ends up choosing, who uh, Joe Goldby referred to as a looks like a cornflake. <laughs> a lot. That's very good. Uh, and then another guy? Uh, yeah, that other guy who no one cracked on with and he just left. Who was he? I don't even remember his name. Uh, I don't think he chatted to anyone on any... Uh, yeah. What did he look like? I don't even... He looked a bit like Adam from last year, but less tall. Uh, uh... Well, I'm just searching Casa Moore to be like, who were the people? And a cheeky, cheeky headline in the mirror. Love Island didn't air Amber's secret relationship in Casa Memor... Casa Memor... With Denon. Ooh. Ooh. Speaking of exciting things to do with Amber, uh, I've been on the Love Island hashtag today oh, and yeah. there were some leaked Shutterstock images of Amber and Ovi on a date looking very happy. <gasps> no. Because there's been a lot of conspiracy about you know the way that he comforted Amber uh, the night of the first fight. And obviously now Anna's kind of uh, back with Jordan, or not back with Jordan, but flirting with him a bit. Yeah. Ovi's not happy. Uh, there are obviously some there are some conspiracy theories that you know Ovi's just going to turn on to Amber. Yeah. Which, I mean, would be one of the great plot twists, I think. Yeah. No Life opinion. would come at you pretty fast. <laughs> I mean, for for Anna, it'd be pretty poor. I mean, because he literally ticked all of her boxes, and she was instantly smitten. Well, she's not fucking showing it, is she? Anyway, wow. to continue. Uh, yeah, the boys stayed. Some girls came in. Yeah. Again, I don't remember. Jordan. I know her. Yeah. Joanna. So, she, so Jordan spent the first night in bed with Jordan, then moved to Danny in a battle for who has least personality, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then... Basically, from having two chats with Curtis, convinced him to completely throw his head into the sea. <laughs> Friends zone. Was it really right? So then... this is this is where I think I missed out everything because all I saw was him was them go in, or rather the girls come in. Yeah, everyone's like blah blah blah. First night, Curtis goes to sleep, and is like, <laughs> "Oh, I love Amy. He's out there with Tommy and Jordan." Michael. Michael. Yeah. What was Jordan doing? Oh, he, he was with Jordan. With Jordan. Jordan. No, that's a nightmare coupling. Mm. Um, then, the next episode I saw, Curtis is literally going up to this woman and being like, yeah, I will fucking nuke myself. 
I will yeet myself into the sun. I want to run to you. Mm. What happened? I I don't know. Because I, I'm not sure if it's the way it was edited or if I'm, you know, forgetting scenes. But it did seem like they just had a kind of one or two chats. I don't think anything really... Did she particularly led him on in any way or kind of showed any way that she was interested? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Well, yeah. So, because, yeah, something I saw was like two conversations they had. Two conversations. Or oh, that's what she said to Amy earlier. Yeah. And obviously he snogged her, or snogged, he kissed her in one of those kissing challenges they made them do. Oh, right. You know, kiss the islander that you fancy the most, and he just went over and gave her like a mini snog, but... Got you. Yeah. So anyway, let's, we keep digressing. Yeah. Uh, There's other girls. So there was, um, obviously, Jordan, there was Joanna, who caused Michael to... Ditch Amber and recouple. Yeah. Um. There was Belle, who. Belle. Did she wank off Anton immediately, or was she just scratching his back and gave him a boner? I wasn't really sure about. Um. I think it was a no pump come. Do you think he actually blew his load? A hundred percent. That cheeky little face. I think she gave him a bit of a back rub. He got very excited. The <sighs> cleaners were called in the next day. And he'll never get his deposit back. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I don't know. But all I want to say about that is I'm just very happy that he's found someone. I mean, it's not, you know, does she actually like him or. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. There's no way. Um, but I'm glad that he has a little outlet for his kissy kissies. Yeah, I mean, this this happens every year, doesn't it? It's like, there's there's a character that everyone loves who's perennially single, and then someone magically comes in and is like, oh yeah, I've always fancied them, and it's like, come on. <laughs> Give it a... I mean, you never know, they might, they might have actually, they might actually have a connection, I don't know. But yeah, there's yeah. Belle, who, you know, seems vaguely interesting, I don't know. She's not yeah. exactly a personality, but we'll see. Uh, and then... I mean, Lord knows the names of the other ones. One of them was Nabila, wasn't it? And then yeah, uh, the one, the posh-looking one, who fancied Curtis, but, you know, didn't take advantage of the fact that he was vulnerable. Maria? Was that her name? And then there was someone else. I don't know. Joanna, Nabila, Levina. Levi- I mean, I didn't even know. I've never heard the, the name Levina before. Was that her? I don't know. It's possible. So this is a this is a Radio Times article. It could be wrong. I think they'd be bang on. Uh, yeah, I mean that's all. Th- those are the only ones I've got. Mm. Marvin, George. Oh, Dan Rose. Dan Rose is the name of the Adam guy mm. who made zero impact, but sells bathrooms. Fair play. Funny how we didn't manage to get anyone wet in here. Just, <laughs> despite <laughs> selling bathrooms. Yeah. yeah. Come on! Yeah, that kind of works, I guess. Uh, fine. Um, yeah, and then uh, they reunited the houses after two, three days. 
mm-hmm. of excruciating awayness. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every couple say the same, apart from Michael, who shows a recoupling as a moment to take a stand against Amber, despite her having no idea that she <laughs> was was doing anything wrong. Yeah. Um, Curtis uh, decides to fall on his sword and give a big speech about how he really wishes he was fucking someone else, but he's going to go back to fucking Amy. Yeah. Um, or not fucking, because no one has shagged this year. No. We're but four I feel weeks like... in and no one has shagged, which is poor, mm. if I'm honest. He's piss poor. I feel like there's been heavy duty fingering, though. From what, one person, maybe two? One or two, yeah. Mm. One or two heavy fingers. Heavy petting. Mm. Um, anything else happen? No. Oh, Jordan, OV, Anna. Yeah. And so then the last two days have just been fallout. So the, the Anna, OV, Jordan thing. So this seems to be a traditional gender divide in that is Anna a hypocrite for going mad at Michael compared to what she did to Jordan? So it seems to me, whenever I talk about it, that girls think that it's not the same and boys think it is the same. What do you think? Uh, During during the uh, peace and reconciliation process of them, of the houses merging together, Glasnost and Perestroika coming together once again. Mm-hmm. I I must say, I was a bit like, when she started chatting shit at Michael, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. Like, it, it just seemed to be a complete, um, yeah, I, just like blindness to, well, not irony, but you know. It's, it's yeah, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, that sort of thing. But yeah. at the same time, I do agree, it is a very different level of severity between Anna, who knew Jordan for like three days, and then Catherine Moore happens, compared to Michael and Amber, who have been together pretty much the entire time, mm. I guess. But then what pissed me off is every time Anna... Anna went down... Anna was like, Michael, you're... A- you prick you just went in saying all this stuff at her you never said that you were sorry or whatever but what she said to jordan afterwards was just like oh but you never said you liked me Mm. so it's again that sort of like attacking the other person to sort of justify the the thing you've done which you now realize is bad yeah so there's similarities but severity is different i feel that's a very eloquent way of saying it Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, to me, it's simple that, you know, Michael's is probably worse because, yeah, they had more of a thing going. But I don't think that there's the, you know, on the Love Island hashtag, the, like, people being like, it's not the same. I don't think there's as much difference as everyone thinks there is. No, definitely not. Um, But my... My opinion on on Michael changed quite a lot, actually, because I think I was kind of, you know, I think that, you know, I was seeing serious think pieces in serious publications from serious journalists saying Michael's behaviour is, you know, a sign of how, 
men mentally abuse women and all this sort of stuff you know which to me is that it's quite offensive really in the way that you know you're you're allowed to change your mind on someone you've been seeing for three weeks on a game show when someone else attractive comes in it's not that deep but so i was kind of supporting him as kind of in reaction to this bizarre wave of public opinion Mm. but um i think the way he handled it in the fallout was really bad Mm. and the way he was trying to get her to argue with him he was like desperate for it she was just kind of like you know she had the slight little laughy demeanor when she came in which you know makes sense you've just been humiliated you've got to style it out in some way and he just kept going over to her and being like this is your fault this is your fault this is your fault and you know by the end of the night when she was like crying being like what does he want me to how does he want me to react it's like she's completely right you know what what did he want did he want her to shout at him so he could be like oh you've proved me point yeah i mean that's very true i think yeah really really bad it was it's funny as well someone on twitter was like i thought michael was my man but he's like out here shouting and spilling his wine like a real housewife of atlanta (laughs) (laughs) very true yeah Yeah, i mean i'm split on the whole michael thing because their relationship was bad michael and amber were never suited at all Mm. like he does have a point about him disappearing into the relationship because you could tell with those with those discussions, like there was something, I can't remember what they were doing, but they had to go over to a sofa to have a discussion about something uh, while they were still together before Catherine Moore. And he kept trying to bring up quite a serious point and she kept sort of laughing and sort of brushing it off and not really acknowledging his feelings and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you remember what, I can't even remember what it was that kicked it off. I think that, well, it was since the... the... It was the texts. The, wasn't it the public tweets where they yeah. said he was whipped? And from yeah. then on, his, his attitude kind of changed a bit too much, really. That's true. It was a big... Yeah, that that's very true. It did seem like a big sort of, like, mask, mask, macho. Mm. No, no woman controls me. Yeah, and I think, I like, like it's, you know, he kept... I think that it's disingenuous from the girls to be like he never raised any of these issues before because he did a few times. Yeah. Um, But also I think that when you're away from someone for that time and he's in his head, he's looking for an excuse other than just, you know, you can't say to someone, I just don't really fancy as much as I thought I did. And I fancy this girl a bit more. You have to concoct a reason. So he's like, Oh, I couldn't be myself, which, you know, is probably an over-exaggeration, but yeah, you know, no, that's very true. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's so big. He's he's acted badly. Like doing the whole when he went and took her for a chat, and he was like, "Don't raise your voice." And it was like she's literally talking at a normal level. Yeah. Like that was bullshit. Um. Both of them acted very badly, to be honest. Like, as has been. Uh. Well, what came out of was it today? Last night's episode where her and. George, Joanna, Joanna, <laughs> jo- <laughs> her jo- and Georgina, her and Joanna went off for that little chat, and Amber was like, 
well, why didn't you come over and say hi to me? And Joanna was like, I did. There's video footage of me <laughs> yeah. coming up to you, trying to say hi, and you called me a dead ting. Mm. And so, you know, I think, do you know what? Amber and Michael are the same person. They're both so sure that they're doing the right thing and that they are absent of guilt and blame that they both just like attack each other they both self-preserve they're both mm. fucking petty yeah they're too similar they're too similar and i don't yeah i don't know that's how i feel yeah <laughs> that's how I, I feel i don't know if he if he actually likes her that much or whether i don't know it's some weird way of like getting but i don't know i don't know if he's that into joanna to be honest no i mean i have no idea so we'll see i mean have you seen tonight's the first look for tonight's episode which for the reference of the listener is friday the 5th of july happy bonfire night in the u.s boxing day boxing day bonfire night boxing day freedom yeah yeah um No, I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen the preview. <laughs> ah, so he admits in a ch- he has a nice chat with Amber, where they kind of have a you know one of those you know in like films when people who are divorced have one of those chats and they laugh and reminisce about the old times and of course you know I, I always made you laugh didn't I? <laughs> they have one of those chats. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, and he says that he's still not sure if Joanna's the right girl for him. So, Ooh. yeah, but I mean, the real teaser for tonight, and I know that no one's going to listen to this before watching tonight's episode, mm. so I'm sure we'll see more uh, of it because yeah. it's basically <laughs> more admitting that she fancies Curtis in the best piece of editing I've ever seen on the show. That <laughs> tomorrow night with like the rising music, the like flashes of Curtis's like slightly out of shape torso yeah. <laughs> yeah and the kind of like geeky shot of him smiling and like lucy being like <gasps> oh man that, that was, was incredible, incredible I, yeah television. i did see that i think that was in the was that the post-credit sequence or the pre-credit pre-credits sequence of last night yeah tomorrow yeah, night that. that was good so yeah more wants to shag curtis well i mean because we know in real life he tried to slide into her dms did um, he yeah, do you remember when she arrived and he was like, oh my God, I tried to DM her on Instagram. Oh, I don't remember that. That's very exciting. Yeah. So, you know, there's real life past stuff going on there. Oof. She's obviously Oof. Just, just up for it now. So well, I mean, he is there. And her fanny flutters. They've been coming along a long time. Mm. They must be, it must be an earthquake. But what's happened to Marvin? He gives a shit. He's Melville. Fucking... What yeah, is Mel- his name? Uh, Marvel. No, his name's not Marvel. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, Marvin. It's actually Marvin. It is Marvin. Okay. He just looks so boring. Um, right, can we get into the real meat and potatoes? The real reason that anyone's here. Uh, you talking Cuntus <laughs> look 
he just wants to be the guy that makes a coffee for everyone oh so they're ready God! to start the morning. <laughs> I just like it if you cut me. Well, you know what? I've got coffee to make people, and if these people don't have their coffee, how are they meant to? How are they meant to brave the day? Do you know what I do? Do you know what you do? While you're still asleep in your little bed, I'm out there and I'm operating on children. There's children round the world who need coffee, and I'm out there every day protecting them. So obviously, I don't have time to fancy you. So you should really take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself who really is the bad person. I'm going to play the clip of it, the delivery, because... Uh, have you got it? Yeah, hang on a second. No. Let me just get it up on my phone. This, this is... is the first time we've ever <laughs> ever played a clip. Okay, hang on. No, and I also want to be the person that gets up and makes everyone a coffee so everyone's ready for the morning. Hi. <laughs> it's so... It's delivered with well, such <laughs> sincerity and, like, I don't know, almost, like, hurt. Like, how dare you? How dare you ask me to cuddle you in the morning? I have to make a coffee so everyone's ready for the day. You can tell, though, halfway through the sentence, he completely loses confidence in what he's saying <laughs> and realises that... Of course he does. He's coming across as a complete... Like... I don't know what it... Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like when... It's like when your mum's found you and you haven't cleaned your room... And you haven't been doing anything for four days apart from wanking and playing Assassin's Creed. Mm. And then she's like, why haven't you cleaned your room? And he's like, oh, sorry. I didn't realise that was important as saving the Greek nations from the cult of Cosmos. <laughs> Is this not your mum but your girlfriend in your actual <laughs> No. <laughs> so it's... It's just pathetic. He's the most pathetic... We but what I love about this is that his mask is finally slipping. He... It is now apparent, or it should be apparent to every one of you out there, that he is not a human being. So, he, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to play Devil's Avocado here, right? No! <laughs> How much more?! You fucking Neville Chamberlain! Oh, what could he do? Nothing, there's nothing wrong! Let him have Poland! So, I think that he's actually... He's gone about it in a terrible, terrible way. But, at the heart of it, he doesn't love Amy. And no. he's found a very bad way of dealing with the situation. He just loves sticking his dick in coffees. Yeah. He makes a sexy, fat, fat frappuccino. And I think, you know, it's like it's like a lot of these things. A lot of people couple up on the show out of convenience, and I think they were the two kind of quirky ones the villa. They had a similar sense of humour. You know, it's, it's not like they seem that you know, there doesn't seem to be much sexual chemistry between them. No. Um, and I think that he was in it out of convenience and he's realised... I think the, the, the Casper Moore thing made him realise that, you know, he saw Jordan and then his head fell off and went, God, this is what <laughs> fancying someone's like. I've forgotten. Yeah. Um, and I think that he's then tried to be honest and go, you know... The problem is, is that Tommy and Curtis have the closest male friendship in there. Probably the closest friendship out of anyone, right? Yeah. Curtis gives Tommy superb advice. Tommy gives Curtis 
terrible advice. <laughs> yeah, you could tell there was a bit when um, he was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he was just sort of hoping that Tommy was going to give him his own advice back to him. Yeah. And after Tommy gave him his advice, which was something like, just go and cuddle her and tell her that she's the best and blah, 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 and everything will be fine. He looks so heartbroken because the only person's advice he wants is his own and yeah. he can't get it. He can't get it for himself. And, you know, th- there was the scene with, with the Jordan thing where it was like, he was like, oh, maybe I should just go tell her that I fancy her. And, like, everyone in the world who watching it was like, no, Curtis, it's so obvious. She doesn't fancy you. She's hooking up with Danny. Seriously. Yeah. And Tommy did his classic, well, you, you got to go with your gut, bro. you got to go with your gut, bro. It's like, no, you don't have to go with your gut. <laughs> that's what guts are for. No, it's not what guts are for. It reminds me of that uh, high fidelity quote. They're like, I've been going with my gut for 27 years. And do you know what I've realised? My gut has shit for brains. Exactly. It's a good quote. It is. Take you through a lot in life. Yeah. He, yeah, he handled it terribly. And... You know, it's heartbreaking for Amy, but I think at the end of the day, he very poorly did the right thing. Yeah. Not not in, in case of winning the show. He did... <laughs> in terms of the game show Love Island, he has he's, fucked himself forever. He's fucked himself incredibly. There's no chance he's going to win with any couple. I mean, unless he couples up with Maura and oh my God. they shag nonstop and it's kind of very fun. I mean, it's never going to work. But no. they could win just out of pure banter. But they've got to go out. They've got to go out in that sort of like, yeah, a blaze of glory of a cheating partner who then realizes that she can't go back or he can't go back, and so they've got to just stay with whoever they've got and be the worst version of themselves mm. in order to make themselves feel like they did the right thing. I did enjoy Amy writing a list on her phone. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Methodical. These are all the ways in which you're a cunt. Yeah. Fair play to her, and, you know, she had the receipts. She did have the receipts. But yeah, it's little little things I never really or didn't pick up on because I was just so overwhelmed by the cunt energy I was getting from him anyway. But things like in all the recoupling speeches he never said how he fancied her or how she was attractive <laughs> or anything like that. It was always like, yeah, she's She's a great person. She's got talents. Will you will you elaborate on what those talents are? I will not at this time be elaborating <laughs> on those talents, but rest assured she has them. Um it's just uh, yeah. the most sexless man in Christendom. Well, Maura doesn't think so, and she if anyone's gonna, you know, pick up a horny vibe, it should be her, surely. That's very true. Although she did try almost and get with Tom, who I think is even more sexless and even Which more one's... stupid. Which one's Tom? Tom, the one who did the line about oh yeah, the cock blocker. I'd already forgotten about him. <laughs> Jesus. So had everyone else. Yeah. Remember Tom. Hey, hey, my name's Peter Kay. Do you remember Tom? <laughs> Do you remember Tom on Love Island? He came in, he went in for four hours and then he fucked off. Cock blocked himself to oblivion. You know, do you remember when your dad did that at a <laughs> wedding? Your auntie's wedding, and you, your dad said that to you. It was like that, wasn't it? Like that. Oh, garlic bread. <laughs> oh. You ever had garlic bread with a pizza? You ever thought about having garlic bread with a curry? Oh, I'm thinking about a takeaway now. Oh. <laughs> 
So Curtis has um, been an idiot, basically. Amy and him have broken up. Um, I can't see them getting back together. Um, he's unfortunately made himself a bit of a pariah in the villa again. All the girls have turned against him. Um, we're getting some excellent Molly May reaction shots and gifts. Um, yeah. She's got a very memeable face, hasn't she? She has got a very memeable face. Do you think she's the new Danny in terms of memeability? Uh, Danny Dyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, not this Danny. No yeah, one's making memes of that. So <laughs> like, say his face is too rigid, stolid. Um, possibly. I think. I mean, I think that her and Tommy are going to win. Oh. Um, and I think that that's a sad indictment, really, because they're quite a dull couple. I think like Tommy's obviously yeah. a lovely guy, and you know the way he handled the Lucy situation last night, kind of you know it just keeps reinforcing. He's a lovely guy. I think he's massively into her. I don't know if she's that into him. I think, again, it's probably more of a convenience thing. Yeah. Um, well, who knows? Who knows? Um, it feels like as well, you know, with those those sorts of people that anyone like being actually like loving and caring always seems to shock them all. You know, all my guards <laughs> always up. And, you know, Molly May's like, oh, he's just too, too nice to me. It's like, well, yeah, that's just, you know. I think these, these people, all, all these influencers, they all live in this bizarre world where no one actually likes each other or cares about each other. A horrible, yeah. cold world. When this podcast pops off, don't let me... <laughs> don't let me join it. <laughs> don't let you join the cold world of heartless influencers. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. It must be good... Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Is my feeling. What? What? <laughs> or because it's easier than having a nine to five. It's easier than having a nine to five, and it's easier than having feelings. It's just completely realizing that everyone around you is only there for monetary gain. Uh, none of the friendships you ever have will amount to anything, and you'll ultimately die alone. I feel like it's quite freeing. Or yeah. it would be quite freeing. There's no consequences, are there, really? There's no consequences. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Should we talk about things we've enjoyed? Yeah, do you want to go first? Um, <clears throat> what have I enjoyed? I think, well, the past week has just been me playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's it. Mm. And as I said to you earlier, I started off really liking it, and I think I've hate. I think I hate it now. Yeah. So. Well, because I never. I basically. I mean, if if anyone's into gaming, uh, I don't. I don't think anyone is who I know listens to this. But um, <laughs> they might be. I only really play sports games, and that's it. And I decided to buy this game on a whim because it was really cheap, and you get to run around pretending that you're a Spartan in the Greece versus Sparta war and you get to kill people and it's, it's just quite fun. There's some fun side quests where you get to like try and bone people. Yeah. Uh, eventually there's a side quest where you you try, you get to bone someone's dad. He doesn't know that. He's like, you need to bone this guy to get something and you bone him and then it turns out that it's his dad. And then you've also boned his mum for some reason. I'm looking forward to that side quest. That's I think a few... Oh, that sounds very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, just, just quite a fun game. <clears throat> yeah, 
yeah, I yeah. I'm sorry that you hate it because it was my recommendation <laughs> to you. No, 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 no. It it had such promise in the first three hours, and then I think the the world they've tried to build is too big. Like mm. there was a moment where I just pulled out the map, and I was like, "Oh, this area is quite nice. It's quite nice and self-contained, obviously, because it's the tutorial level." I wonder how big the map is. And I looked at it and just kept pulling out of the map like further and further back until you literally can't see the whole map on one screen you have to sort of whoosh around and i was like oh they're not going to be able to keep up this level of writing (laughs) over Mm. this are they and uh so far they haven't so that's all it is i just want i just want the quality of the first two missions one of them where you get to choose whether a a family full of plague victims are going to be murdered for the greater good or left alive so that you're adopted daughter can play around with them or yeah what did you save them or kill them oh i killed them yeah i killed them too (laughs) i killed them i was like there's no way there's no way i'm gonna let a plague go over kefalonia although maybe i didn't because there was a cutscene where someone was like oh a plague has engulfed kefalonia so maybe i kept them alive i think you kept them alive oh no (laughs) Oh, Kefalonia, I'm sorry. You bloody fool. Oh, dear. Um, so yeah. if you don't like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, what what have you liked this week? Um, I found a really nice protein bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? What is it? Yeah, it's Carb Killer Birthday Cake flavour. Oh, man, I've had that. It's really good, isn't it? It's fucking phenomenal. How is it like one gram of sugar? It's mental. It's so good. Anyway, I've got a box of those now. <laughs> I've got a box of those. Where did you get them from? Because they're really expensive. Amazon. Are they cheap on Amazon? 18 quid for 12. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, they're like, what, 270 in the shops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad savings. And then, so, what, do you have listeners... one a day? <laughs> no, not one a day. I had one for breakfast today because we don't have any food in the house. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Um. Yeah, I mean... They're just good. I, I I have them. I have them as like a little pick me up snack in the afternoons mm. if it's a gym day. If yeah. not, I'll have some fruit. Okay. But yeah, birthday cake flavor. That's very good. It's tasty. Uh, Wimbledon. Yeah. That's been bloody great. Corey Golf, what a player. What? The fifteen-year-old that beat Venus Williams. Oh. She's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I missed that. Haven't really uh, been watching it, have you? <laughs> <laughs> been watching some matches. I watched Ranich earlier. That was good. Yeah. Uh, playing against the guy who's six foot eleven. Oh. A, a Pelka. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's just good. It's just good tennis. It's just no. It's just, just good tennis. Just great tennis. Just great just tennis. Great tennis. Yeah, it tends to be uh, good tennis at yeah. the world's centrepiece <laughs> tennis the event. the greatest Grand Slam yeah. in the world. Um, yeah, how about you? <laughs> Apart from Assassin's Creed and birthday cake things. Uh, what have I enjoyed? Um, so, let's talk about some podcasts. So, the official Love Island one, which I often find annoying. Um, I think it was last Friday and maybe Monday this week. Um, 
the normal presenter Ariel was at Glastonbury. So it was uh, Kem and then Chris, and Chris came along. So it's Chris and Kem doing it together. Very nice. And obviously they have the greatest chemistry ever seen by a partnership on television. But also they just had loads of insight. And I know it sounds like a bit nerdy or like ridiculous, but their genuine insight into how they were feeling and what Casper Moore does to people, it was genuinely very interesting and insightful into why people were behaving like they were i just no, definitely that is that is a valid like it is good to have that sort of insight because obviously everyone's like oh stuff that's happening in there is abusive or like stuff that's happening in there is fine and that's just because we're being shown like as we said at the beginning of this podcast mm. of this series just like we're going to be more aware of what the producers are doing and i feel like as I feel like everyone was saying that at the beginning, and as it goes on, everyone's got sucked in <laughs> and is seeing it for, you know, the artifice. But it is genuinely useful to have people who have been in there being like, "This is how it is." It's like war reporting. Well, I mean, it's you know, the the classic example is like with football, right? So on something like Match of the Day, you have former players because they can give you insights that journalists can't. In that, they know exactly how players are feeling. They know you know, all these things and they can give that insight into the game because they've been there and done it. Mm. So, yeah, it was just a really, you know, I mean, obviously going back and listening to it now, it's all kind of out of date, but Chris basically predicted Curtis spinning off Amy. He predicted loads of stuff. Uh, it was really good. Nice. Um, other podcasts. Uh, so, uh, do you know Balance, the like three monthly magazine? about oh, wellness no. they give out it's like um they give out at some london stations once a month no it's but quite good nice it's a it's a it's a nice magazine to get once a month i mean it's a lot of it because obviously it's if you know free paper so it's run by advertising and a lot of it they get advertised in with like companies that are a bit goopy so like there are some things that are ridiculous where they're like you know, they'll do an eight-page spread on why turmeric is going to cure cancer and stuff. But God, yeah. a lot of it is also good. And, like, you know, it's trying to do good things in a, you know, a lot of people will read it who wouldn't normally read about wellness and probably will pick some things up. I think it's a force for good is what I'm trying to say. That sounds good. But the vice editor is a guy called James Gill, who's a, uh, obviously that's his main job. And then he um, he's also the MC of a, Work in progress comedy night called Always Be Comedy in Kennington. Have you heard of it? No. So they get loads of very famous comedians to do work in progress sets in a tiny room above a pub in Kennington. Oh, um, nice. But he's like the MC in the compare. He's very, very funny. But he does the Balance podcast. So they've done about 20 of them so far. The first one's with Ricky Gervais talking about, I mean, basically just plugging his um, afterlife which kind of didn't really have a connection to balance if I'm honest but mm. um, there are some really good episodes of that uh, I particularly enjoyed um, one by a guy called Will Williams about his version of meditation and how it will change your life um, and it's something that I'm, I'm going to try and get into uh, he has a very specific form I mean the problem with so obviously headspace is a one type of meditation that a lot of people are familiar with which is about concentrating on breath and breathing um but it's quite uh, monastic in terms of like it's all about you have to concentrate and you have to be very like present and uh you have to force all 
urges and feelings away. Whereas this guy, Will Williams, is in the Vedic or slightly more similar to something called transcendental meditation, which is you use oh, yes. you use chants instead of just like focusing on your breathing. So it's a, it's a bit less intense. So you can kind of just sit there and, you know, if you get distracted, it doesn't matter as long as you keep chanting um, this thing in your head. Uh, it's usually a kind of a, like a Sanskrit like a term. Uh, yeah. So um, basically transcendental meditation, which obviously things like people like the Beatles and David Lynch is very into. Um, yeah, he's got his own foundation, isn't he? So yeah, he teaches it to like ex-cons and loads of other people in in vulnerable positions and it's, you know, helps them. And basically there's loads and loads of science that shows um, doing it twice a day for 20 minutes will create these incredible things in your life. And I never do it because I'm too lazy. Um but it's convinced me to do it. The only problem is obviously, the problem with transcendental meditation is you have to pay 400 quid to go on a course to get your mantra, otherwise you won't get the same effects allegedly. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's a bit annoying. <laughs> that is a bit annoying. Uh, but If they really believed in it, surely those courses would be free. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But the guy on the podcast, Will Williams, had a very interesting life. He was a former music industry exec and you know big booze hound and drug hound and everything and then he kind of gone around the world trying all these different types of meditation and this was the one that completely changed his life so um it's a very oh, interesting podcast what else oh yeah off menus coming back i'm very excited about that <laughs> how many of these have you got in my podcast app right now i have 79 podcasts i don't listen to them all but what you know fuck i like podcasts they're good That's too many podcasts you should only listen to one and it should be this one off menus coming back soon uh, which is incredible. Have you ever listened to Off Menu? No. So it's James Acaster and Ed Gamble, two comedians, and they interview people and they make them do their dream dinner. So if they could have any dinner in the world, uh, start a main course, drink, dessert, and it's just very, very funny and very interesting. Sounds good. Season two is coming soon. They've done 20 episodes in season one. Um, there's a moving one with Richard Osman that one's really good um, Joel Domit's one's very funny Lordy Adifope the Lou Sanders one is the funniest um, because she's just completely insane uh, yeah if you like food and comedians that is good <laughs> good yeah should we wrap it up yeah those all sound good um, yeah well Love Island, eh? Who knows where this crazy world will take us next. Yeah, and <laughs> listen in next week for more chat. For more chat and that. Yeah. Um, I've been Josh Pappenheim. You can find me on Twitter at P-A-P-S-B-Y. Uh, I'm Nick Smith. You can find me on Twitter at N-I-C-O-L-A-S-J Smith. <laughs> Nicholas Van H, baby. And uh, you can find us on t- find us both collectively on twitter at TreamPod, t-r-e-a-m-p-o-g you know how this podcast is spelled Which... and, uh, please leave us a review and uh yeah rate us rate us and review us don't forget to like and subscribe hit that smash smash that like button hit that smash button smash that hit button and as always keep it hydrated stay wet <laughs>